well, I know I say this every time we have a guest on our podcast, but this is one of my favorites. You guys, I'm so excited to introduce to you my friend and super rock star, awesome gal all around, my friend Kim Wagner. Kim has been a registered nurse for more than 25 years, and she's also a health coach and has been for the last three years. It was a personal health crisis in 2010 that made her mission to help others take a holistic, simplified approach to her health. She's a mom of two, a Mimi to one, just the cutest grandbaby you've ever seen, and lives with her husband, Eric, on their organic farm outside of Etna Green, which is up in Northeast Indiana. One of Kim's favorite healthy living strategies is practicing gratitude. And let me tell you, we are all so grateful to have Kim on the Live Revised podcast today. So for those of you who may be joining us for the very first time, my name is Christy Browning and I am your host. I'm also a motivational and inspirational speaker and author, and I have known Kim for a number of years and we have done business and life and faith and health together. And she is such a blessing to my life. And I'm so excited to have her get to share with you some of her very practical uh, ways to approach wellness with a grace-based approach. This concept blew my mind. And let me tell you, it was kind of the thing that came at the perfect time for me to help me learn how to embrace my wellness with a whole new perspective. I think you're going to love it. So let's dive in. Well, thank you so much, Kim, for choosing to be here with us today on the Live Revised podcast. I love getting the chance to talk to you for any reason, any reason whatsoever. (laughs) It's even better to have you on the podcast. So for those people who don't have the privilege of calling you friend, tell us who you are, a little bit about yourself and what you do. Well, my name is Kim Wagner. You probably already said that somewhere on this intro. Um, But I am a registered nurse and a health coach. Um, But that's just part of what I do. My favorite jobs are I'm a wife to my husband, Eric. Um, I'm a mother of two. I have a 24-year-old daughter and a 22-year-old son who has made me a Mimi. So I'm a Mimi of one. I have a little grandson, Hudson. Um, and that is just a joy, joy, joy. Um, and then we, um, besides being a, um, a health coach, I'm actually, um, and we may get into this later, but I don't work in, um, an office. I don't work in the hospital anymore. I work for Kim Wagner (laughs) and I'm a, I'm a health coach from home and I absolutely love that. But the other thing that I love about being at home is we live on a little, I guess like a mini farm, a little organic farm. And so we have a garden and we have some chickens and different things like that. So, um, and my uh, empty nest children are my golden retriever, Cooper, and my little Papillon, Toby. So that's just a little bit about me. (laughs) I love the farm, like all the things that you post and share through social media about it. I keep like wishing that you will start like a secondary business as like a retreat center for uh, hardworking gals like myself who can come yeah. to your space and like, ex- you know, yeah. just exist in serenity for a while. Yeah. And don't think that we haven't thought about this. Our house, <laughs> our house is a hundred years old and we have a hundred year old barn that is unfortunately falling apart, but it is, it would have, it would be, you know, one of those dreams of a beautiful little space, but I do have a spare bedroom. 
So you're always welcome. <laughs> the day may come, and Kim. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I'll make you little avocado toast with our farm fresh eggs and little microgreens that we grow and you're welcome to come. I yeah. love it. Yeah. See, that's the bonus when you get to have cool friends like Kim. So. <laughs> Well, one of the things that really makes me like being around in your space is just this, when I said serenity about the farm, it really is, I feel like, like serenity around you in general, because you have such a gift to makes, uh, make people feel like they can take a breath. Mm -hmm. And I know you and I have had, you know, one-on-one -on -one conversations about just feeling like the hurriedness of life sometimes just drains us emotionally and physically. And especially as women, like we try to push ourselves um, to, you know, be healthy, quote unquote healthy, but we do it always at a cost. And I think you came into a new revelation about how to treat our bodies at the same time I needed to hear the message about how to treat my body. So take us a little bit back to um, kind of this new idea that you uncovered about reviving our bodies, taking care of our bodies, loving ourselves with grace and kindness. Yeah. So it's been a journey. Um, I would say that I've had more of a revelation this last year, but really to give you a little bit of my, my background, um, obviously I had mentioned that I'm a nurse. Um, I worked in a busy emergency room for about 15 years, a couple different hospitals. Um, I was for a period of time, a single mom, um, for about five years uh, before I married my husband, Eric. But I think like most women, we wear tons of hats, right? We are a mom, we're an aunt, we're a daughter, we're, uh, you know, whatever our career path is, we're, we're all those things. And I think um, and the reason why I came to this, this realization is um, I was plucking along, right? Just living life, doing things, taking care of my kids, you know, serving others, doing whatever. And then in 2010, my world kind of came to a stop. Um, I had a diagnosis of a stage four cancer. Um, and so of course that kind of puts the brakes on a little bit. You kind of look around. Um, and so this is really where I feel my journey began because you would have looked at me and thought that I was a healthy girl, right? Mm -hmm. um, or my um, idea of what health was then I was, I was drinking Diet Coke instead of regular Coke, right? That's better. Um, you know what I mean? Like I was active. I was working out at the Y. I mean, all these different things. You would have looked at me and said, well, Kim looks healthy. She's a healthy body weight. She doesn't have all these vices or these, you know, different things. But what I've learned along the way is I wore taking care, being a caregiver, okay? So as a nurse in my profession or as that single mom, um, I wore it kind of as a badge as everybody else came first. And so I just, I never really took time to take care of me. And, and I don't, I mean, yeah, I, I obviously I ate food. I worked out, but it was on a deeper level, um, mm -hmm. that I really wasn't taking care of me. And so when you get that diagnosis, it really changes things. Um, and so I'm extremely grateful for it. Um, I, I'm grateful for that on so many different levels, um, just because it helped me have a different perspective of health, um, of family time, of relationships, of caring for me. Um, and so that's really where that journey kind of began. Um, in the beginning, I was probably not as, I, I now say I take a grace-based approach to health. 
I was probably a very fear-based approach mm -hmm. to health in the beginning. Um, I was afraid to eat the potato chip for fear that I would be poisoning myself and giving myself cancer again, right? Mm, like, yeah. like it was, it was not balanced. It was um, not right thinking. Um, and somewhere along the way, you know, um, I learned to have more of this, like, I'm going to do what I can do. As I learn things, I'm going to do those things, right? And I'm going to experiment and try new things and figure out what's best for my body because I am wonderfully, fearfully, and uniquely made just as you are, Christy, or one of these other listeners. And um, so I had to learn, I'll do what I can do. And honestly, I literally just said, I'm going to leave the rest up to God. You know, like I can only do so much. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so that's really where my approach had to, in the beginning, it was very strict and very, you know, I was in search of the perfect diet. Well, there isn't one. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. One. So that's kind of where that journey began to, to shift for me. It's been about 10 years now. Wow. I think one of the things that's underlying there and all of that is that the motives that we have for doing things, yeah. the action may be 100% like good, but the motive yeah. behind it sometimes is what drives it over the cliff. So while, while you're trying to make quote unquote healthy choices about food, the motivation of I have to do this to avoid a negative reaction or to be good and in line health-wise like that's such a like you said a fear-based place to come from that um you could have probably ate all the potato chips in the world and the fear inside of you the anxiety inside of you would have been more negative than mm -hmm. you know than the potato chips almost right. from that standpoint. yeah because um, yeah. that, that has to infiltrate, not just your physical body, but just all the other parts of you. Um, and I think as women, we get really attached to those hats we wear. And sometimes I think it's important that we look at what is the motive for me putting this hat on today? Like, is it because I want to be the martyr and I want to get mm -hmm. value from the fact that no one else can do this, but Christy, or yeah. I want to be the savior or my value comes from how I serve. Um, in reality, you know, that's such an unhealthy motive, um, but we get really caught up in that. So I think beyond just the health aspect, like what a great lesson to learn how to just find where you stop and start and where God kind of picks up and that right. surrender moment of I can do all I can do, but ultimately this is out of my hands after this point, I think is such a great example of what it means to be a proactive surrenderer <laughs> you know yeah. because seriously because there yeah. is to be a person who's uh submissive and surrendering doesn't mean that you totally take your hands off the wheel and just let it all go right. wherever but it also doesn't mean you control everything too it's such a balance there i mm -hmm. think that's a really valuable lesson i don't know that i still have learned that one yet i think i'm still trying to learn that right. one. but that's a great thing to pick up out of a life experience like this so um, how long did it take for you to kind of like have this, what was probably incredibly scary diagnosis, um, to where you kind of started making the change of learning to let yourself live again? I would imagine there's got to be a, a point where you feel like you can take a breath and say, okay, I made it through the scary time and I can really live my life again. Yeah, I don't know if I can exactly pinpoint, but I'm grateful that it was fairly soon. Mm. Um, I had an amazing mentor, um, mentor slash coach slash, I actually call her a spiritual mom, 
who was also my dietitian who came mm -hmm. alongside me. Um, and so she really started that process in my thinking of that. It wasn't just about the foods that I ate. It was also about the thoughts that I were thinking. Um, it was about my home environment, what products were I, I mean, she opened my mind to see that it just wasn't about food that I was putting in my mouth. And so it's kind of along the line where as I sat and I listened to her and I processed it and I kept digging and searching and looking for myself that I, I came across um, kind of this, it's actually coined from uh, Dr. Dean Ornish and I use it so many times in my own way. Like I've, I've customized it to my own way, but he talks about eating right. And I put that in uh, quotations, eating right uh, moving more, stressing less, and love and support. Mm. And so interesting, it also kind of correlates with, I don't know if you ever heard of blue zones, but blue zones are um, areas in the world that have the longest living people. They're little pockets all over the earth. And um, like Okinawa, Japan, there's a place out in California, a place in Italy, a place in Greece. And they basically study these people and they looked at the nutrition that they were eating, but they also had a very active lifestyle in that day in and day out, they were moving their body. You know, I mean, you and I have talked before, it's not just about doing a HIIT workout or a CrossFit, or it's being intentional about moving your body and then managing stress. I mean, gosh, I was not handling stress well. I wasn't dealing with it. I was shoving feelings. I mean, I'm still, that's still a work that's being worked out in me. Um, so that was, you know, another part of it is learning how to manage stress. And then love and support is being in community with other people. Mm. Whether you're um, meeting with girlfriends once a week or you're going to a place of worship or you're, you know, worshiping with friends in your own home or, you know, whatever that may look like for you that you're connecting with others, you're being intentional about that, you're um, serving in a way like you have a passionate purpose in your life, like all that is about health. It's not just, you know, sometimes we get so focused on, you know, everybody always wants to start with like, what should I eat? And I think that that's, it is important what we eat. It truly is. But, but, you know, sometimes it's easier to just start with being grateful, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and then from there, your perspective starts to change and a different flow comes out of your life. Yeah. When you just focus on being grateful, celebrating your wins and drinking water. Yeah, I love that. I love it. Well, I love the idea of the fact that all of those pieces work together. And, you know, we are not very often are we just, you know, these little compartments that operate independently of each other, you know, what we do uh, in our professional lives really impacts our personal life and impacts our spiritual life. Like so much of yeah. us overflows into other buckets. And I think it's not always what the culture tells us. Um, you know, the countercultural thought is that we are whole, right. And we operate wholly, but 
the world wants us to think, oh, we can shut off business part of us at five and we can be mom from six to nine. And then we go to be wife from nine to, you know, 10 right. or whatever. Like, yeah. and this is not how it works. Yeah. Um, and so that is, but it's important though, I think in what you said to understand that all of those pieces need our attention. Yeah. So, you know, like you said, to just eat right's one thing, but it's also movement and stress and having mm -hmm. that, you know, extra love and support around you. And I think that honestly, like breaking it down, like you said, just to something as small as gratitude is so freeing for me. That was like, I think one of the best gifts you gave me was just to make mm -hmm. it so simple um because that's what i think the world's looking for the simple answer but we don't want to accept a simple answer <laughs> we mm -hmm. want to accept that you know eating right and taking care of our bodies has to be this complicated six-month program with this particular right. chart and this particular you know restriction and yet our bodies are so wired to just be in the moment and make the right choice in the moment and be so simple in the little thing. So you have that philosophy. Tell us a little bit about your idea on making small changes and small habits that really have a lasting impact. Yeah. So Christy, we all have habits. They are either serving us well for whatever our goals and dreams and hopes are for our life or they're not serving us well. Mm -hmm. So that, when I learned that, and then as I coach people through that, that's very eye-opening. I, I, I did a, a couple seminars one time and I kind of gave them what a day could look like. Like I get up late, I hit the snooze, I stumble to the coffee pot, I, you know, 10 ounces of cream, two ounces of, you know, espresso, um, you know, and I, for, because I got up late, I forgot to pack my lunch. So I had to go to McDonald's, you know, I mean, that's, that's one habit that you could get into, or you could get in the habit of starting your day the night before and going to bed at a decent time, getting up. Cause you know, when the alarm went off or before the alarm, um, you grabbed your nightstand glass of water and you began to drink those 16 ounces as you let your pups outside. You boil the water for your green tea or your black coffee or coffee with almond milk. I'm not saying you don't have any, you know, and you sit down and you start to journal some gratitudes because you've got that extra half hour in the morning. So um, those little changes like that, like just swapping out um, you know, an extra half an hour of, you know, going to bed an extra half an hour so that you can have that extra half hour in the morning to just kind of, you know, have uh, an intention set for the day or share some gratitudes or take some few deep breaths, um, watch the sunrise. I mean, I love to be out in nature. I try to get out so that I can see the sun. Um, you know, those little things will add up over time. I think that we um, dismiss the power or, um, you know, of those small little changes um, that can happen. And I don't remember, have we've talked about Atomic Habits, the book Atomic Habits? No, but tell us about it. Oh, goodness gracious. Okay. So um, that is an, that's one of my favorite things to assign in a sense to my coaching clients. Um, because it has lots of stories in there, but one of the stories is about, um, gosh, is it a, a bicycling team? Anyway, they, they 
they weren't winning. Okay. They weren't winning. And they just came in, they got a new coach and they just made these tiny little changes, like something so small as a different mattress or a different seat or a different, you know, whatever. It was these tiny itty bitty little, and I think over time, maybe it was like, it showed like a seven or 8% difference in whatever they end up winning like the next three champion years of championships because they had made these small, tiny little incremental changes that add up over time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and so that is, that is kind of the, that book helps explain the power of our habits. Um, and that when they're done consistency, not perfectly because there's always grace. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but when, when you do those things over time, they can really, really add up to those, those results that you're looking for. But again, it's a journey and, and there has to be some grace with yourself, some patience, um, allowing, allowing a learning curve, I think is huge. Um, and giving yourself permission to be a learner, to be a beginner that you just, you know, I, I always, this is a lesson that I've just learned for myself and I love to pass on. God is not in a great big hurry to fix Kim Wagner. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> okay. So, so he's not in a great big hurry to fix Christy. Mm-hmm. He is patient. He is kind. He is gentle. And that's how I started to look at my own health and how I want my clients or listeners to just be able to hear that's where that grace-based approach comes in. There's, there's, I mean, you know, yes, maybe cases there's some urgency, um, but being patient and realizing that as you make those little habits, you know, that are basically voting for health instead of against health, Mm -hmm. they will make an impact in your life. That is so good. I love the idea that God's not in a big hurry to fix us. That's, you know, we get so in a hurry, but we're the ones that's dictating that pace. I, I like to tell people that, you know, you need to get in the habit of celebrating the direction you're headed, not the pace in which you're getting there, because it really is the day-to-day decisions that make the difference. It's not in how fast we do them. Um, And that's, that's easy for me to think about in other aspects of life. But when it came to my health and wellness, it wasn't so much because um, my husband is like 150% at everything. And so we kind of got on this kick of trying to get healthy, trying to like take care of our bodies more at the same time. And he just like went from zero to 60 and like no time flat. And I'm standing in the dust going, I can't do this. I can't wrap my head around this this fast. Like this is just, it, it was just, it shouldn't have been a hard thing, but it just shut me down. It shut me down. And, you know, when we talked about that and where I was at with that, the concept of just picking the win today, Mm -hmm. it was like, that gave me so much freedom. It makes me really think about speaking of coaches and teams. Um, Lou Holtz was always famous for telling his team to focus on the win. Well, of course, a coach is going to tell you to focus on the win. They want you to win. But his win meant what's important now. Ah. And he would say, you know, today, um, your job and what's important now is for you to get up and go to class 
and to get good grades in class so you can stay eligible to come to practice yeah. today so that you can perform well in practice so that you can go to the next game and we can eventually win the championship. Whereas a lot of coaches would be like, our focus is the championship, right? Right, and right. Just really make it simple to say right now in the moment, in the moment with the circumstances that are around you and the choices that are before you, what is the most important thing right now? And that's the thing you do. Like that's the choice you make. And I love that approach because it allows for, like you said, allows for grace and allows for life to just unfold. It's never going to go according to a scripted plan. So it allows us to kind of, you know, rise and fall as life circumstances come to us as such. Um, the grace. Yeah, I was going to say something to that. You made me think of um, it, it's when we celebrate our wins, what we're doing is we're celebrating the things that we can control. Mm. We cannot control the outcome, but I can control my actions and whether I show up every day or even if I don't show up and I mess, mess up, I'm quoting, right, right. <laughs> and I mess up, I can get realize I'm human and or life happened or whatever. And I can just say, today's a new day. You know yeah. what I mean? So I, you, that's why I love celebrating wins too, is because you look at the actions or those habits that you did and you can celebrate those things that are in your control. Yeah. Um, and I can't control whether the, you know, if I'm lose, wanting to lose weight, I can't control whether I lose one pound or two pounds. I can control what, what I ate if I move my body, if I drank water, if I took time to, you know, de-stress, get extra sleep, you know, I can control all those things. Yeah. Yeah. That's totally like my approach when I'm talking to women about goal setting is that, you know, you have to set the goal on what you can control. You can't say, I'm going to make, you know, three times more this year. Well, you can't force people to spend money with you in your business. If you right. could, like we'd all be rich, you know, right, you right, right. Say, I'm going to lose this amount of weight. Cause you don't know how your body's going to respond or, you know, exactly how that's all going to happen. We just had this conversation in our house because as Matt's on his kind of health and wellness journey, he is measuring his success against um, health and fitness. He, he did mm, 10 years ago. Mm. <laughs> and he's like, but 10 years ago, I dropped all this weight, but just by cutting calories. And I'm just like, but you're 10 years older. You know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I hate to tell you, but your body yeah. doesn't function the same way. Right. right and right. so, um, that's kind of the, the different approach we have to our wellness. He's focused on what the scale says. I'm focused on, did I get up and take myself for a walk today? <laughs> like, yeah. So we're counting that as the gold star day, you know, right, right. Um, until things like, you know, get better and I'm able to do more or able to take on more. And that I think is just, you know, it's not about um, size or weight. It's learning to love that I can love on me. Right. Mm -hmm. And I can do that for me. That was just such a new concept. So in that idea of grace and learning to give yourself some freedom in that how do we in a mindset form especially as women because we're really hard on ourselves like how do we get into that space where we can give ourselves permission in places we need to and not get into this habit of beating ourselves up or you know kind of feeling like we have to push ourselves into some sort of a pattern or in comparison to maybe what someone else is doing yeah um gosh i I mean, I guess I just think about, um, 
like I'm trying to think my own approach, like, okay, just for an example for eating. Um, I think I kind of have this 80, 20 rule where 80% of the time, my food is probably like really healthy. Right. And 20% of the time I may pick up a Subway sandwich or I may have a piece of, of cake or I may, you know, what have a piece of, have some ice cream. Right. But 80% of the time I am, I'm focused on, um, having those help, making those healthy choices. And when I come over to this 20% of the time, I've already decided in my mind that that's not cheating. Mm. Oh. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it's, it's part of the plan. It's part of the experience of life. Um, so I'm not bad Kim when I eat, um, a piece of cheesecake and I'm not good Kim when I have a spinach salad, mm. right? It doesn't work like that. That, that yeah. had to be a mindset shift for myself to know that there, I can't have these rigid, strict rules. And even thinking about habits, I try to, I think about habits and I call them habits because it's easy to remember. But really, if you can think about it as more as a ritual mm. of caring for your body, um, and so that seems more nourishing, yeah. um, more caregiving to myself, um, than, you know, these checklists of do's and don'ts and strict rules and all those kind of things. So I hope that helped answer your question. A little yeah, bit. no, I think that's really great. It kind of takes me back to the concept that, um, I try to tell people about time. It's like, there is no balance in time. Cause that seems really rigid. Like all things have to equal out and all things have to fit in a compartment in a space, but we want to have harmony in our time where all things work together for the bigger picture. Right. And I think that's the same way it would be for like our health and wellness. Like it's not about, um, little boxes and little lists and all of this structure to the point that, you know, you can't enjoy, you can't live, but yet it is about harmony and all that working together. Like you said, the 80, 20 thing, you know, that works together. Yeah. When you keep it, things kind of, you know, in their, in their place in a healthy space, right. trying to force things into, you know, these boxes. Yeah. It's kind of like you have an outline. I mean, you can't just willy nilly, right. Sure. Just wing it. Um, you know, so I do like, I have an outline or I have, um, in my mind, I have like, when I'm making food choices, I have a healthy meal template in my mind. Like how can I fill half of my plate with some kind of a vegetable? What is my um, protein going to be? What, what is a um, smarter choice for a carbohydrate, you know, for me, um, you know, and, and so I, what's a good healthy fat that I can nourish my body with. And that's kind of, like I said, there's this, this uh, framework or this template that I'm trying to work off of, um, even if it's, you know, exercise, right? 80% um, of the time, I'm a walker. I love to walk. I love to be in nature. I love to think about moving my body. Right before we did this, I was out picking up black walnuts. <laughs> and when I was doing it, I was like, Kim, this is good for your body. You are you are building strength in your legs. So I know it's weird, but I was squatting and picking up the walnuts and putting them in. I was thinking this is, I am 
I, I want to live a long life. I want to be able to serve long. I, you know, I told you I'm a Mimi. I want to be there for those grandkids. And so I'm like, I'm going to be intentional today about how can I move my body? I went for a walk this morning. I'm picking up walnuts. I'm going to go out and probably throw the ball to my dog and chase him around a little bit. I might not have gotten to the why, but I, I was intentional. The framework is moving more. Yeah. Um, and so however I choose to do that, um, you know, I, I go to the farmer's market um, once a week and I don't bring a chair. I'm intentional about it, that I want to move my body. So standing is better for me than sitting. And I'll do some calf raises and, you know, different things like that. So that's kind of where that I've got the framework, I've got the template. And then just how can I uh, be a little bit more intentional about that? Yeah. I, I love the word intentional because it really does make us make a commitment that whatever it is we're intentional about is on the forefront of our brains. So whether that's moving our body or that's drinking more water or that's with our time or our choices, you know, it is, it is not a being okay with just letting things wander into mm -hmm. our space, like a stray cat, like, you know, yeah. things don't yeah. just wander into our space. We yeah. have to go out and get it. We have to yeah. go seek it out and be intentional about you know, bringing it back and putting it into our space. Mm -hmm. um, and I love that. And I love, you mentioned even at the beginning of your journey that you sought out answers and you were doing research mm -hmm. and you were looking for things. And I think, you know, for anyone who's really struggling in a wellness space, um, whether that's, you know, from a diet and exercise standpoint, or just learning how to love and exist in their own skin. I think going and asking questions is so important because while it can be overwhelming, because there's a lot of information out yeah. there, some of it's not so great. I do think it allows you to start to feel somewhat empowered to have more information and mm -hmm. to begin to try things on. You even mentioned like, I sought out, did this feel right to me? Did this serve me? Is this working for me? And to really know your body. It's like creating a relationship with your own yep. skin, what works, what doesn't work and giving yourself permission to like, try it on, <laughs> try it on. Yeah. This is yeah. And you know, especially when you think about nutrition, like that's one of the biggest questions that I get. Well, should I do keto? Should I be vegan? Should I whatever? And, and, you know, I was in that place too, because as a cancer survivor, you don't want to get cancer back. Right. Right. So, you know, I mean, I was just shy of 36 years old with all this life ahead of me. I don't, I don't want to screw it up again. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, and so what I had to think about was what is common, what is common with all of these, that should be a good, a, a, if it's a good nutrition plan, the one thing they should have in common is that vegetables are very important. Mm. Right. And that eating whole foods and not processed foods is in common with most healthy nutrition plans. So I got more caught up in what is in common with all of those mm -hmm. and focused on that. And then that's where kind of, you know, the journey comes in of deciding, well, you know, I realized that when I have, uh, let's say gluten, I get a tummy ache mm -hmm. or my face starts to break out. Maybe it doesn't do that for you but maybe for me that it does. So it's just kind of a trial and error, um, you know, kind of thing, but yeah. 
I love the trial and error thing. I think that the more we do that and the more we start to learn how our own bodies talk to us, the better, you know, the better we get. I remember telling my husband one time, I'm like, we've been eating a ton of bread and mm. I feel like my joints are inflamed because of it. And he was just like, you're weird. And I was like, no, I'm for real. I really do think this is, yeah. you know, this is it. And he kind of just shook his head like, well, whatever you want to tell yourself. And then, um, he had kind of like set out on a keto thing. And so just by extension of the person who shops and cooks in our house, bread mm -hmm. got eliminated out of our house. And yeah. I could tell such a huge difference in my body, such a huge difference. And it didn't make any difference for him, but it did for me. I mean, I could really yeah. feel it in my joints. Um, and so that doesn't mean to say I never eat bread because that's one of my favorite things on the planet. Right. Yeah. But I know when I have too much, I'm going to yeah. pay the consequences for it. You yeah. Know? <laughs> yeah, for sure. So what would be some like quick tips or things we can start thinking about um, to kind of start making the shift of not feeling like we have to follow like specifics, but learning how to live a real life with a real wellness plan that really works for us? Yeah, I mean, I kind of have mentioned some of them already. Um, you know, I just like to break it down and, and say, you know, um, being grateful, like taking that time every morning to just be grateful. Um, drinking half your body weight in ounces. Just, just that's a great place to start and celebrating your wins and how, and then, and then going back to those four pillars that I talked about. How can I move my body more? How can I eat, get more veggies in my diet? Um, how can I eliminate some stress? And that could be as simple as, um, I know that there's an app you can get on your phone for breathing, right? or meditating on a scripture every morning and breathing for two minutes. Um, and then love and support would just be that connecting, ha having that, that weekly meeting or, or something that you connect. Um, and it can just be just picking one or two things out of those categories and start to do them. Take the action steps and start to do them, track them if that helps you, um, and just be consistent. And then thinking about your outcome, you're asking yourself new questions, not just did I lose two pounds this week, but how do I feel? How are my clothes fitting? Um, do I feel less stressed? Am I, did I notice that I um, replaced my diet soda with water? Uh, we went out to eat and I got X instead of, you know, this. Um, and so start to, and that's where the celebrating the wins each day, being intentional about looking back over the day and saying, okay, I, I, you know, have accomplished some, some things today. Um, and I didn't look at the scale and lose 10 pounds, but that will come if you just continue to be consistent with those healthy choices. I love it. I love it. Um, before we go, I want to ask you, can you tell us a little bit about Revelation Wellness and your oh, relationship yeah. with that? Because this is one of the greatest things. Yeah. I have told every woman that gets into my like three foot circum or cir yeah. uh, circumference, like yeah. you need to know about this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, Revelation Wellness is, I'm just going to say like the commercial. <laughs> the commercial is using fitness as a tool to spread the gospel. And then I say, and build up the church, because I was already a believer when I came to Revelation Wellness. Um, so Revelation Wellness um, is, um, there is a podcast. 
So you can find a Rev Revelation Wellness podcast. There's three different things on that. One is just interviewing like you and I are doing right now, maybe an author, maybe something else. There's one that you can, it's called Revving the Word. And you just listen to that while you're working out, while you're walking. You're going to have some truth spoken over you, some grace spoken over you, and maybe a challenge to pick up the pace a little bit here and there. And then there is like this rest and restore um, where it's just quieting yourself, breathing, letting again, truth and peace and grace being spoken over you. So um, that is one aspect of it, but there's actually, a, there are physical classes that meet. Um, there are, there's RevWell TV, which is an online um, subscription for a donation as low as $10 a month that you can get access to all these different video workout videos, Bible journaling instructions, yada, yada, yada. Um, and then um, there is um, an instructor training, which is what I actually recently went through. So my little bit of journey with Revelation Wellness is I had heard about it, but I didn't know about it. I wasn't really into like group fitness. I was really nervous about that. Like I'm, I'm not a dancer. I have two left feet. I was like, okay, I've always avoided group fitness because I was like, everybody is looking at me and I am going to look like an idiot. Right. So, but I thought, you know, I don't know. I don't even really know. Like I just decided to go. So I went and my first class, um, my friend Amy is, is one of the instructors. And she said, if you're moving your body, you're doing it right. Mm, and good. all of a sudden that was so freeing to me. And I realized that I was no longer going to move my body because I had to right out of punishment or out of fear, but out of what we say out of love. And so love for me, but also love for the Lord, because all of a sudden it's like there was nobody else in that room. And I was just, it was just me and God. And I was moving my body in worship. Mm. And there is really something neurologically that happens when you move your body and you hear truth at the same time your brain pumps out new cells. And if you're thinking about these new baby little cells get to hear truth. And so you're, you're, it's almost like you're accidentally replacing truth, replacing lies with truth. And so it's really about, again, having an integrated life, um, experiencing that wholeness and freedom. It has been just so freeing for me to think about there's no one right way and that's even more where the grace came in you know i i thought well i gotta be doing this heavy hard workout no i don't have to like i can in that class but i i just love putting in the podcast and going for a walk and seeing the deer and the birds and the corn rustling you know what i mean i yeah so that's kind of where revelation wellness came into play for me it's very freeing but again talking about your um your health as you know you becoming more whole and free in your choices which is again just shores right up with my grace-based approach to health yeah i'm telling you it's great and i have been really blessed by it and i appreciate Good. you introducing uh the podcast for sure to me for sure okay so thank you so much for sharing 
all of your good stuff. And we will link in the show notes, um, connections to all the things that we mentioned and how to get in touch with Kim. And I just appreciate the fact that you are out there speaking a different language to us women that are beaten up by cultural lies, I guess is the best way to say that, but that you're re trying to teach us, you know, how to learn to love ourselves, to have grace and to see ourselves as God sees us mm -hmm. and that he's in no big hurry. So why are we yeah. right? right. I yeah. love it. Thank you so, so much. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me on. Well, I hoped you enjoyed hearing Kim and her approach to wellness as much as I did. Every time we have this conversation, it just reignites my determination and my perspective for what healthy living really looks like. And it doesn't have to be overwhelming and scary and restrictive, um, but it just can allow me to be me and flourish in who I am and how I'm created to be. If you want to connect with Kim, and I highly highly recommend that you do. Um, make sure you check the show notes here and get connected with her. Um, she has a wonderful Facebook group where she gives lots and lots of great tips and ideas and how to's to really approach your wellness in a way that's whole and free and freeing. Um, you can also catch her at kimwagner.com and be sure to connect with her on social media. She's got some really valuable resources that she can send to you by email just to kind of help you be supported and encouraged in this journey of understanding what wellness looks like for you. And more importantly, how to love yourself in the process. For the next episode, we are excited to introduce you to more ideas on how to be encouraged, empowered, and inspired to live a revised life, to change, to grow, to evolve. And today was about wellness. Tomorrow, who knows what we're going to be talking about. So make sure you tune in and hey, invite a friend and tell them to check out the Live Revised podcast on all of their favorite podcast platforms. Thank you.